know why it's so funny to me every time. You're so excited. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Are you ready? I am ready. Episode 485. What do you got for me? 485. 485, the episode in which Sarah goes ham about her f- mother effing apartment complex. All right. Look, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm in such, like, talk to, uh, uh, you know... Uh, the manager. Talk to the manager voice. Karen. Like that I'm, well, naughty. Oh my God. I wasn't even going to go down that road. I'm, I try to not be a Karen, but I was going to say, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm censoring my, my speech. I'm saying effing because like I was trying so hard not to curse oh. and you know, so. Okay. So basically yes. like last time we discussed your continuing saga, Yes, your apartment again had flooded and. It was just like getting ridiculous. The ridiculous. same like coming from the ceiling, I think, or coming the from furnace? the ceiling. Now I go back and I start doing some research of how many times because now this is like I mean this is insane. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there is. There's another leak on the 23rd of December. It wasn't until January 9th that we finally had people replace the carpet. But let me break down how that went this has mm-hmm. been the most night it turns out there four times and people who are regular listeners of the show is are probably like yeah i know it's four times because i've been They're counting like, didn't i hear this episode before no nope, didn't this i hear this an- <laughs> nope this is a new one so red and i are looking all we're looking to do is get out of this lease mind you we have two months left in our lease that's it yeah two months that's it so now <laughs> this situation, because they have not taken care of it for so long, has mm-hmm. turned into a nightmare of a problem. So the, the, I don't want a bunch of people in and out of my apartment because we're in, hello, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I tell them, we need, the thing that we really need most important is to get the carpet replaced. <laughs> like, let's do order of operations here. It smells like mildew. Let's get the carpet replaced. Yeah, it's been it's way toxic. too long. It's toxic. Mm-hmm. So. We have the whole thing to get the carpet replaced scheduled for Tuesday. Me having the appointments that I do and working from home, Ren too, we clear our schedule on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday morning, I still haven't heard anything. And I go, hey, are we going to do this? And they go, oh, you know what? We needed to get a new carpet company and they need you to sign a paper. So we're not going to be able to do it. We're going to do it Friday. Oh, what the actual fuck? Okay, fine. Okay, so they're so, like rearranging. Yes. Very inconsiderate. Super. I mean, okay. I'm like, what do you think? I just like, uh, we can, like, we have the free time. So then, <laughs> and they told me, we had agreed, we're just going to replace a section of it. Now it take about two hours. Okay, that I can do on Friday. And also, mind you, anybody who rents an apartment or you know rents from anybody knows that a landlord needs to give you 24 hours notice before they enter the apartment that's right yeah you know the law <clears throat> and, <laughs> yes. and so i go downstairs at four o'clock on thursday mm-hmm. evening and i go hey haven't heard anything are you guys still planning on doing this on friday oh yes yes we are and then i go oh and so is it it's just the patch job right and they go oh no we want to replace the whole carpet. Mm-mm. I'm like, wait a sec. It's four o'clock. You want to come at 11 a.m. tomorrow. We have the rest of the evening of work, and I work in the evenings, and you want me to move an entire office, take down bookshelves that are, you know, connected to the floor. Right. To, That's your problem. And, my, and you want me to move it where? Where do you put an entire office in a, in a teeny tiny 900 square foot? What like, did they I, say to that? They didn't even give me a response. Oh. They didn't even, they, they just. They thought it was rhetorical. Uh, yeah. They really <laughs> did. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm trying so hard. I use all of my communication skills. You oh guys God. are hearing like fired up Sarah, <laughs> but I am like, I'm Do not Do an impression yelling. of yourself. Oh, okay, okay. So, well, first of all, I'm very aware of like body language and like how I position myself. So, I okay. make sure that when I talk, when I'm talking to them down in the leasing office, I sit on the couch and then they stand oh. over me because You're I want kidding. them to know that I'm not being aggressive and I'm not being like hostile in this. I am here <laughs> to work with them and here to like, like, let me just. So, I, I'm more. It's more of a, you know, I, I. I I'm I really need you to understand my frustration oh in this. Oh my god. Like, it is really <laughs> like do you see how that is a complete in, that's so inconsiderate of our time and you know so I get like that. 
man. I never want to be on the receiving end no, of your you communication don't. skills. You don't. Not not that. No. Mm-mm-mm. Not like that. I mean, it's good. It's good if if you know. I'm not because I have to maintain composure to and and be able to communicate clearly and not use any of the things that then let people go oh well she's being hysterical right you can't become the problem i can't become the problem Mm -hmm. so i have to do everything in my power to like chill the f out i mean that's really good advice even for marital fighting yes i always find that's a great tool if the other one loses their shit then they're the problem no matter even if i did the worst thing ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah so just keep your composure and never but that does backfire because when i try to do that it's like you're not like it's almost even more frustrating because they think you're being like uh like 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 it's like sociopathic yes (laughs) what's wrong with you like like, i no, i'm just this is i'm not gonna get that level this is where i am Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so they get a lot of that so then so at this point i'm like i just got to get this freaking carpet taken care so i said no we're not moving all that you guys are going to do the patch job as you guys you know promised and then at another time when we can move all the office shit out and not completely have it what do you want me to do be up to four o'clock in the morning doing this yeah what on earth where i I just couldn't understand i was like help me understand how you saw this going down (laughs) help me help you that's exactly what i do (laughs) i totally had used that line today (laughs) so so then the carpet guy comes and the carpet guy this is mind you this is the day after all the shit went down at the capitol so like tensions are already like everybody's like stressed as a motherfucker sure and this guy comes in and this guy's cool he's like talking to us he's like wow shit was crazy yeah yep yep yep. we're like talking we're cool and then i'm telling him about all these problems that we're having and he's like man that is awful that shit like i used to be a a property manager and you guys got a serious case here and then he (laughs) looks at the wood and he goes oh oh first first before even that (laughs) There's more. I, there's, this is the best. This is, this is the best part. So he goes in to go. He, he walks in and he goes to like rip out the carpet. And he looks at me and goes, you know, the manager ordered the wrong color carpet, right? Uh-oh. I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah, I have brown carpet to install and your carpet's gray. And they told me that it was brown. Oh, no. And then he goes, well, I got gray carpet back at my plate at, at the, you know, store wherever it is uh and if you want i don't know whatever yeah hold carpet and uh uh the carpet warehouse i don't know it's getting funnier in my head imagining where <laughs> rug palace yes. wherever it is um and so uh, he's like i got it back there you know if you want and and i'm just i was like oh god and so he goes down and talks to the manager and i don't see any of this then the guy the guy comes back up he goes yeah he told me to just install it okay fine <gasps> So then I talked to the manager later that afternoon and he goes, I'm going down there to get my mail. Now, nobody's followed up with me. Nobody's been like, hey, how'd it go? Hey, do we need to do anything else? Hey, did they get the right color? And Mm. so I go, they're like, and I walk by in the mail room and I go, how'd everything go? And I'm like, well, not great because now I got a, a patchwork carpet and their response, I shit you not. Well, that's what you get for choosing the patch job. What are you saying to me? That's my fault. This is my fault. Okay, great. So now I'm like, this. Now we're done. I'm taking this so far up the ladder. I, you know what I did? I never do this. You know that what I did? I went on Twitter. I I don't. I didn't know you did anything. Oh, I did. I went to because I was like, I am so freaking done. And I was like, oh, the people at my. I looked up on LinkedIn who the CEO is. Oh no. I got his name, and he listen, Mister Big Shot. You only have seventeen (laughs) hundred followers, so you're not that big shot. He's like a. He's totally like a like a thirty something year old like you know. Oh, he's he's basically Wes. (gasps) It's Wes is my Wes is the owner of the yes. Damn! I just figured out who I'm dealing with. I have Wes. I'm working. He's like doing articles about like you know oh, no. growing his business and d- despite oh, no. this. Yep. Uh huh. And what he's done is he's bought up like housing places that are like going to shit for super cheap, or they didn't want to do any work, <clears throat> and then he's screwing people over. Oh my god! So he's god. like a slumlord. Well, 
I bet he does. I hope I don't get defamation of character. I have not First said his name. <laughs> I said he's like, I have nothing to... Well, no, I do have things to prove this. <laughs> he's like... I, I love that we realized who your landlord is or who I, your... Right? That is... And is. I should send you his photo. I should show you, like, if you go on my Twitter and you click his picture, you'll be like, oh, oh. he definitely <laughs> owns a think tank, like, like, for sure. So what he Did was... Did he respond to you? No, but as soon as what happened is I posted that on Twitter the next day, all of the issues that I had, we got a message to like, uh, uh, you know, attention, all residents like, you know, no. Yep. About the uh, issues that I brought up. I'm like, okay, I see what works now. You know, wait, what did your tweet say? Oh, I'm going to go look. Um, (laughs) it said, (laughs) It said it was so good. I was very, I was like, what WWSD is just, what would Susie do? And, you know, I just kept thinking about like all these <laughs> stories that I told on here and everything and how, um, uh, uh, you know, every single time I share these stories, you, you guys are all like, oh my God, you should get, you should sue. That's what I've said for months A million now. times. Yeah. So I said, well, I can't seem to get the attention of the employees at Common, so I'll go straight to the yeah. top. Mm-hmm. At B. Hargraves, your apartments are disgusting and no one is doing a damn thing about it. And you guys want to call this luxury living and charge <laughs> no. a premium? And oh so then I put up four photos that have descriptions <laughs> in them, like damage, water damage from the leaks that were never repaired, oh, no. water damage from the leaks in the upstairs unit left for days, the picture of the mail room with like spilled ice cream all over the floor. It's disgusting. Picture of our trash chute where you have to like stick your finger in the little metal hole because the handle broke off and it's been like that for like two months and you have to like jiggle it and find the latch with your finger it's ridiculous Mm. and then i said if you think it's just me check out the yelp reviews with more pics and then i videoed my screen and i went through all those and uh, that's received a nice four thousand views and Mm. so uh so yeah i was i i did that and so so okay so all that shit with my apartment when the the mismatched carpet and all that, that's like whatevs. But then <laughs> it became uh, the real issue is now the carpet guy who was like my buddy was like, oh, and just so you know, there's mold. And I was like, oh, oh. now everybody's the wood. I didn't even look, but like the wood all around the frame of the door in our in that room rotting so you, so much so you can poke it and your finger will just like go through the wood. <gasps> Like, that's a serious health hazard. It's a health hazard, yeah. Yes. So now, in the, the, with the stress of, you know, current events going on in the world, <laughs> keeping yeah. me up till 5 o'clock in the morning, I have now become an expert, expert yeah, you're in like L.A. A legal public. Scholar. I am a legal <laughs> scholar. And so, don't you know, I looked up every single L.A. housing code. I got the exact name of the codes, like matched that up to the violations that they have. Yours truly called the L.A. Department of Public Housing, made a claim with them, called the uh, L.A. Department of uh, L.A. Health Department, made a made a, a report with them. So they are like, this is serious. I'm taking up the letter. Now, meanwhile, the whole time I've been sending email after email after email, and they don't ever give me like a real person's email address or a phone right. number. It's just members at common.com. I'm like, that is such a joke. So it goes to like a generic server and they're on the East Coast. So they don't even, after two o'clock, they don't even do anything. So <laughs> it's like a nightmare. So I've been sending email after email and they'll be like, and, and They'll say, oh, uh, we're working on this and we're gathering the information. Then I had meetings scheduled and then they canceled them and then said, we're, we need to talk more and gather more information. So now it's been an, a, another two weeks. And mm. I'm so excited because finally, finally, I was able to schedule a meeting with somebody who I, what I understand now is like a liaison between us, the, the oh, it's tenants. Like a mediator. Yes. So I go to them. Now, again. We move out in two months. That's nothing. What we need, what they need to do is they need to do a lot of work on here. They need to move it like, and what they could do, which might cost them an arm and a leg is put us in a hotel for a while 
take care of the things and then come back. But then we're just going to move out. So like, why bother? It seems to make no sense. So I have this meeting this morning. I'm so excited. I'm like, Oh, can't even wait. It was like Christmas. I I woke up so early, like excited to do this (laughs) for real. I get on the phone with her and she says, you know, I understand. Well, at first I, I was like, you know, should we go over all of the the, the grievances grievances and she's like yeah. no I'm, I'm pretty familiar with all the photos you sent and everything like that i'm like, oh, like I, I bet you are follow you on twitter yeah i follow you on twitter what, right <laughs> um okay so so she tells me well what i've been uh uh given to offer you guys is what we can do is, is based on you know what talking to the uh property uh, uh manager it looks like it'll need to be about a week of repairs and we'll put you up in an uh hotel and i'm thinking okay Mm -hmm. now and then she goes or you can uh what we will release you of your lease and i'm like oh my god the clouds have parted like this is amazing my heart's like racing i'm so excited i'm like yes this is exactly what i want to hear because i just want to be released and she goes you would just have to forfeit your deposit oh Do They're you like know releasing what are, you okay, then? This is the this is the most insulting part, Susie. This is insane. Okay, our, and I, I I just about lost it on her. I was like, all the blood left my body, and I started to get <laughs> shaky. And I was like, oh my god, do you know how much our deposit is? She's like, no. I go, it's eight thousand eight hundred and eighty four dollars. You clearly didn't read the lease because mm-hmm. in our lease. It says if we wanted to terminate the lease early, there's a fee, a, a termination fee of $5,423. So you came back to me with a solution that would cost me almost double what my lease says for terminate. Explain that one to me. Do you? So somebody didn't do their homework. And I said, did you read the lease? And she goes, well, no. Did the people hire? She goes, clearly no, but they didn't do their homework. Nobody even, and she was like, oh, that, I, I see this, that, that this is, she finally got it. I think I got through to somebody. She was nice. And halfway through, you know, I used every single therapy, like all my techniques for like community, like I said, my communication halfway through, and she was being a, very patient with me. And halfway through, I just stopped her and I said, you know, I just want to say, thank you. <laughs> oh you are such a good listener because you thank didn't. you. Yes, I did. Because she was. And I said, this is, I understand you're the middleman here. And I, I mm-hmm. just, and she was like, you know, just as shocked as I was. Cause she clearly didn't have, have any, look, I'm getting all choked up now. She didn't have any of the information. And then I, I'm like shaky in my voice, like almost in tears. I'm like, and let me tell you, this is not who, like, I am not somebody who wants to come after people. I do not want to do this. You know who I am? Do you, like, I'm the plant. I said, I'm the one who emailed about the plants. And she was like, oh my God, I remember you. And then we became best friends. Yes. Yes. And she, and then we started talking about the plants. She started, we started talking about, she was like, that was so great. She's like now on board. So I'm hoping that some magic comes from this. And when I broke it down for her, I was like, let me explain to you the timeline. So you are telling me (laughs) that we're going to, it's going to take us about two weeks to prep this, this room for all those repairs. And then you want to put us in apartment for a week maybe more because it's construction and then we're going to come back and then we're going to be putting in our 30 days and then you're going to have to come back and do more work that doesn't make sense and i said right. and on top of that i have become quite proficient in legal stuff unfortunately i've had to do a lot of legal work i went yeah. through a divorce and i got my mom's citizenship in costa rica so i have become an expert in legal <laughs> stuff and woo do i have the energy to do it right now and am i motivated so i have the lawyer <laughs> i have the paperwork and i was like if you want we can go through each one of these citation numbers and you can bring that and she was like oh no no i think when they understand you know what and oh, so no. i got all kinds of litigious and i am hoping <laughs> praying mm. i have to get water because i am I just got sorry you're having this. to deal with that i've never ever in my life had to deal with something like where I felt so, you know what it is, Suze? And you can understand this because I just feel like if, if you're, and maybe it's if you're a woman, but I also think if you're somebody who at, in any time, like was victimized and didn't get justice or didn't have a voice mm-hmm. or you felt like you didn't have, like you're that not being is, believed or that's the yeah. feeling. 
that's yeah. the thing that's so triggering is that it is so it I'm fighting against a corporation which makes me feel powerless. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm like this is this is not fair and I there's nothing yeah. I hate more than things that are unjust and you know so well, it's just like become my passion project. Um yeah. so that's So we're my just going to cross our fingers for you. Yes, we're going to yeah. so hopefully by it's by the end of today that I might know something. So in the next few hours, maybe by our live Q and A, I'll have good info. But I really the, hope so. Yes, this has gone on too long. It too long. And Suze, the real exciting thing is that we found a house we love <gasps> to buy. To not to buy, but to rent. That's in the okay. area that we want to buy in. But the price. I mean, I'm saving like hundreds of dollars off of this. It's so. Beautiful, and you know when you when you I'm sure you've known you probably know at your house when you walk into a place and it you're like yep this is mine you're like this, yeah. this is you get that feeling of like I'm supposed to be here oh yeah oh it was when so we we were talking for ages about buying a house and we had kind of given up because like if you don't find what you really yeah. really want it's like I don't know and then we found. The, our dream home and we had to have it Susan, and you your know home when is that the happens. best in the world and it's such a reflection <laughs> of you like, oh that's it's so nice. just like so well, everyone's cool. house should be right yes and it should feel like it's you know and this is what i was telling her in our very long conversation and i could tell she was like typing to it's to right there she was like on it and she's like making a whole list and in that time she's so great i'm like this is why i just have to deal with a woman because the first time I did, she got it. And I told her that. I was like, we just need more female energy down there, right? I mean, and she agreed. I was like, yeah, we need like three more of the the maintenance guy. And we need one of them to be like, and I was like telling her, and this is how I see her. Maybe like a former bus driver who like is really strict and means business, but also has compassion and understanding. You know what I mean? And she like, because I'm also trying to talk to give her time to write things down. Like, yeah. take, you know, so. If she comes through for you, you got to give her flowers or something. Oh, Susan, I'm going to send her a plant. Don't you know it? Because we oh, talked plant. about plants. <laughs> right, right, we right, did. Right. We talked about that. She said, and I'm, I'm going to show her how the plant trimmings are doing fantastic now. And yeah. they're like all got roots. And so I'm going to send her for sure. And she even mm-hmm. said that she's part of a group in New, she goes, it's in New York City that goes around and plants trees in New York City. So she cares. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, and I told her, I'm like, I really see how you are helping me and listening to me and I, blah, 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 blah. So, like you know. Soulmate. Well, yeah, she's I feel so like nice. If so somebody's shout out to Madison. Kind, she's great. If somebody's helpful like that and kind, I want to reward it because I feel like it's like Pavlov's dogs. Like you got to give them a reward for it yes. so then they keep doing it or something. Yeah, you know, for real. And I was <clears> like, <throat> I mean, I'm like in tears to her telling her like, like almost in tears, <laughs> like controlled emotion. But, you know, I'm telling her like, this is my, like, this is, I want to leave the place like I, I'm the tenant who never gets a complaint. I pay on time. Mm-hmm. I care about like my, my always, my m- motto is just like in nature, leave a place better than you found it. Oh like that's God. how I've been and blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, and so. Let uh, me ask you this. Yeah. When you and were telling I your to story. Get litigious. Did I, <laughs> did I hear you correctly that they did install the wrong, like the brown patch? Yes. So you really do have two different color yes, carpets. Yes, Susie. Why it would they even want that? crazy. Because they know they have to tear the whole thing up anyway. Oh, okay. This was to appease me for wow. two seconds. That's ridiculous. It's a joke. It's like the whole closet has to be taken out. I'm like, I have to clean out a closet. I have a desk that instead of a desktop, it's really, this is a fantastic idea, P.S. Feel free to use this hat <laughs> that I found on Pinterest. I bought at Ikea a kitchen counter, a wooden kitchen counter that's super long and then we have the file cabinets from ikea and we made a double desk i have an entire kitchen counter in my it's like 10 feet long it's beautiful i have a fucking kick-ass office it is so great haven't been able to take any photos of it because it's been in shambles everything that was stored in the closet is now out in the middle i look like a hoarder and i'm not 
That's it's awful. Because like, everything can't be in that area, and that because all the stuff had to be cleared out. So now it's all crammed into the. Ah, uh, you may be wondering how I, how come I've never seen Sarah's apartment on her Instagram or anything because I can't take photos because it's not camera ready. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It so. really is in shambles still. Yeah. And I That's told him, I'm like, I, I host a, a podcast and I take photos and stuff. I can't. This, this used to be my studio. I can't, you know, you can't see the floor. It looks, it just looks weird. People are like, wait, you live there? And I'm like, yeah, not remember my choice. But. I don't think I talked about it on the show, but remember how I told you my mom went to buy a car and it was the first time <laughs> yes. that she, oh my had God. Ever, she had ever bought a car. And my, my dad always handled that. And so um, when she went in, like... She just, I can't emphasize this enough. Like she doesn't know how to be a person. Like I had to teach her how to write a check and stuff. And, um, oh my God. she basically told them, she was like, yeah, I've never done this before. I don't know how oh this my works. God. And so when she came over to my house with the new car, I was like, how did you do that? Did you negotiate? And she was like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh my God. And I, I bring that up just because Adam, my husband had to go in and like deal with it afterwards and be like you took advantage of a widow because who admitted she didn't know what she was doing good and we have a podcast network and i really don't think you want us to blow you up Mm -hmm. on uh, good yes and that sometimes is is the only thing that you can do is threaten like to publicly shame them because that's all they care about they clearly don't care about (laughs) the other stuff and yeah. so I just let him know all of the ways that I was going to get, you know, and like, I, you don't want to, to go down this road with me. You really right. don't. You it's know? sad when they kind of force your hand like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't, you think, so they came to me with this first, what a joke. I would I mean, could you imagine it'll only cost you your security deposit? What? <laughs> only. Oh, Shouldn't I just stick to the rent? Shouldn't I just stick to what the lease says then and then just take that? Because it seems like a be- I couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, you guys didn't do your homework at all, did you? Didn't even look wow. at Do you guys know what my lease says? No. Well, uh, the meeting that we had was titled L- leasing or options for re- renewing and getting out of the lease. Mm-hmm. Don't you think one of the key things to investigate? And mind you, the meeting had been postponed a week because she said, I need to gather more info. What info? <laughs> what right. was the homework? <laughs> I just couldn't. So, yeah. I'll, uh, After I'll... the meeting, did you like crack open a can of huzzah and just try to get oh, refreshed? Gosh, man, I need it. I need to mix that huzzah <laughs> with a little something, something. <laughs> Maybe, but thank goodness I'll get the probiotics to at least, you know, I don't know, settle maybe my (laughs) stomach that's a little upset after all this. Well, I'm actually drinking one right now. I wish I could show you. Ooh, what flavor? uh, Juicy pear. Oh, it's my favorite one. Juicy pear in the house. Favorite. Favorite. These are probiotic seltzer drinks and they, I haven't bought soda in over a month. I have no need for it. Congrats. That's a true story. Thank you. Because it's just, I just want to be refreshed. I just want to enjoy the beverage. And thanks to Huzzah, I do. It's like, I think, 15 calories and only uh, three grams of sugar or less. And then there's the probiotics, which help with anxiety and uh, health gut, uh, health in your gut. And it's like, healthy for digestion. I just love it. And they have raspberry and lemon, strawberry and hibiscus, juicy pear. You can stock up on Huzzah probiotic seltzer by using our code brain candy for 20% off your order at drinkhuzzah.com. And that's brain candy, 20% off at drink H-U-Z-Z-A-H.com. You will love it. Try it. Okay. All right, Sarah Louise. I hope yes. you're okay oh, after that I trauma. The be- I mean, now that I have... You know how the universe always manages to like line everything up super perfect. And so we went to go, if, if we do all the timing right, my lease is up March 13th. I'm asking to get out of it a month early, which happens mm-hmm. to be February 13th. We found the most beautiful place, like I said, it uh, is available February 12th. 
What a random day. What a, a perfect, All right. like, I get, like, my, and so I was telling my mom, like, when I went to go see the house, one of the cutest things, I go to the front door. I haven't even walked in the house yet. I go to the front door. There's a, a little patch of dirt that's right, like a little planter box that's right next to the door filled with what is very clearly a little child's treasures of seashells oh. and little and i just my heart was like this house feels like joy and family and i told the real estate <laughs> agent uh, the you know listing agent i was like oh look at this this is like a oh little child's treasures and she was like i thought the same thing too <laughs> so you know me and the leasing agent we became like besties and then she started following me so and maybe she's listening so shout hi. out to debbie hi, hi our newest listener so yeah <laughs> So she's helping me score this score this super hot pad with the most well, amazing you've been view. Deprived of a oh. nest, so I mean, it's three bedrooms. It's on a hill, like on the top of a hill, and a, it slopes all down below. It has a greenhouse and oh a lemon God. orchard. Oh my what? God! What? And a beautiful deck that looks out over. All of Thousand Oaks, and you can see. Every, I mean, it's like the, and huge high ceilings. And when I went in there, the, the they she was like, "Oh, the the tenants haven't fully moved out yet." You know what they hadn't gotten? All of their plants, because they're plant people. Oh and I was like, God. "I'm a plant person. This is so great." And she's like, "Me too." And so you know, we. So I'm hoping that. You know, my, I was telling my mom, it just felt like the universe just like all lined up and was like perfectly in sync. And you know, when you're like in the flow and you feel like you're in the right place, things just are easy. Things just start mm-hmm. to like click into place. It's like all the gears start turning. And I was describing this to my mom and she said something that was so beautiful. And she said, well, you know what? There's a story about this in the Bible. And I was <laughs> like, okay, tell me. And she was like, that's the parting of the sea. That's Whoa. the, that's the part when it feels like life just like, yep, everything moves out of the way for you. When oh, you are in line and it moves out of the way and you can just walk right through. And that's what it feels like. Oh, it makes me teary eyed. Because oh. that's, I felt so stuck in this place that I'm in, you know, yeah. and just the idea of being, it felt free. It felt like we're so close to getting this fresh start. Like yeah. I just understand everybody who's listening right now, who's like actually doing yep. the right thing and staying at home and being safe and helping to protect other people and keep people safe. Like your house is your sanctuary. And so I just want to say thank you to everybody who's also locked up in whatever situation. And I know it's yeah. so, so hard right now hard so just like oh you know you can always lean on this show and for us for support because lord knows we are all in this together and shit man it's hard right now right well you really kind of got a, a really bad raw deal and terrible timing because you you know you started dating ren everything's great and then you're going to move in together, but then COVID happened. Two weeks after then, we moved in. Yeah, you're just thrown into this weird, solitary, stressful moment. Yeah. And it's been terrible, and the company hasn't made it any easier. The, yeah. And then I think about that a lot, how people are in hell right now. A lot hell. of people are suffering. Yeah, and, and it stuck. just is so sad. It really is. So we just have to have, you know, one of the things that I did say to her while I was on the call is that I understand, like, I don't take it personal when the people are, um, you know, when the people I work with at the, uh, uh, in the leasing office and downstairs in my building and the property manager are stressed and they, you know, respond in a way that's not nice. I get it. Like I told her, I'm like, there should be three of him. Like Mm -hmm. I get that he's stressed and you know, not so great for him to say, well, that's what you get for doing the patch job. But I don't take it personally. I know that what, what he's doing. It's not about you. It's so not about me. And so like, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we all have to just not take anything personally and just realize everybody needs more than we have to give. And Mm. it's just like, Oh, it's just tough. You know, I feel like it's important to talk about. Yeah. And And everyone I think feels very alone. Yeah. Particularly the people that are following the rules and are living the way we should be living. Yeah. That can lead to a lot of isolation and sadness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I found that sometimes 
you know, I was talking with my aunt about this, that sometimes it's hard to even reach out to friends that you care about and love so much because, and shout out to all my friends who are listening, you know who you are, um, because I know that those conversations are so, like, they're the people that I can be the most vulnerable with. And it's hard for me to even go to those vulnerable places right now because it's like, oh, I can't open that box. Will I ever stop crying kind of thing, you know? So we have to just compartmentalize and it almost feels more isolating. So, you know, when we talked about how to have conversations about everything that's going on in a more productive way that doesn't add to the anxiety Mm -hmm. of, you know, we just have to stay so mindful of that. But I feel like, you know, your environment matters so much and... So any elements, you know, I always say to Ren, thank God we have beautiful bathtubs because we have, oh. we take our baths and that's how we, that's, that's how like we, your happy place. It's our happy place, but yes, but enough about this sad, depressing stuff, you know, <laughs> who cares? I thought, you know, cause aren't we very close to Valentine's day? Yes, we are not long yes. now. So I thought, and this was interesting, I read this great um, article in the BBC uh, about the science of love. Oh, I love that. And I thought, okay, you know, and, and I needed, it was so great because I reread this, you know, right before the show, which was right after this phone call. And it's just a nice reminder of the good in the world and like those good feelings. And I sometimes even feel like reading about love and that. Like I'll get the feelings and, mm-hmm. and you know, so it's a nice little refresher. So yes. would you like to know about the science of love? And there was yes, so much ma'am. I didn't know. All right. Yes. Tell me All about right. love. So the science of love. Um, I didn't know this. There are three phases to falling in love. And in Ooh. each of those phases, there are different hormones that are involved in each. All right. I love this. So stage one, can you guess? Just, um, like lust. Yes. Oh my God. You're so good. Yes. <laughs> lust is the first stage driven by sex hormones, testosterone and, uh, ostrogen, uh, estrogen, but they spelled it weird. Hmm. Maybe hmm. a typo, but driven by testosterone and estrogen. And it's not, testosterone is not confined to only men. It's like, you know, we have it too. So yeah. yes. And it, it basically, it, these hormones, they get you out looking for anything. They're like the hormones that drive you to go pursue, uh, uh, you know, romantic relationships. Wow. Stage two. Can you guess what stage two is? Gosh. Mm, this is, oh yeah. And then I'm going to ask you what your favorite stage is. Stage two. Yes. Let me think. I really don't know. It's what attra- if I'm still in lust over here? Right. Attra- <laughs> well, this one, you pr- probably feel more. Attraction. Which you oh, think okay. is like lust and attraction. They're, but it's more think, like magnetism. Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. more, it's different hormones that run these. So this mm-hmm. is like an attraction stage and they're called monoamines, the, tra- the transmitters that you know, work in this. And it's dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. And so these are like, you know, norepinephrine is adrenaline. So this is like what mm. starts getting you all sweating and gets, this is like the heart racing drug oh yes and dopamine we know that just as addictive as you know all the good i shouldn't say all the good stuff out there that's terrible but you know dopamine that's like all the good feelings and then serotonin the most important chemical that like basically creates in the brain and they go into detail on this which i'm going to link this uh this article for us because the article also has um a, a test that you can take to find out what type of partner you're attracted to by looking at face perceptions. It's like a face no. perception. Yes. Like, what do you mean? What kind of partner? Well, I don't know because I haven't followed through on clicking that link. I'm very <laughs> excited about it too. And I just like discovered that, but Whoa. yes. So that's going to be interesting to check out. So I'm definitely going to be linking this article. And then the last stage is attachment. And this is the mm. oxytocin and vasopressin, uh, 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 you know, chemicals and all that. And the one that I want to talk about a little more is the vasopressin one, because this is like long-term commitment. This is Mm. the one, and we know about this from uh, the cutest study on these things called prairie voles, which are like Mm. super frisky, rowdy little rodents. Mm -hmm. Yes. They're like, they're, they're 
very big into like, you know, getting, getting it on, but they're also into <laughs> long-term pair bonding. And so what they did to study these guys and to see if like this vasopressin, like how it related to, uh, uh, bonding and how it related to care, like, I guess these m- male prairie voles are really good at like bonding and taking care of their partners and their babies. So they, cre- they did something, I don't know, re- did something to, re- to reduce the vasopressin in these guys. They like took it, like suppressed the effects of it. And mm-hmm. when they did that, they found that the bonds with the partners went away immediately. They lost their devotion and they failed to protect their partner from new suitors. <laughs> so that makes me think like, I wonder if people's like what controls, and it didn't yeah, say this, right. but I want to do more research on what control, like what affects your levels of vasopressin. Because I wonder if, I mean, we know stress is a big one. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm reading a whole bunch of articles out there right now and, you know, seeing things in therapy magazines and stuff like that about how we're all in this kind of, I don't know, like reactive place right Mm -hmm. now where we sense danger like everywhere. Why? Because there's a lot of danger everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it shuts down a lot of those things. You know, I kind of imagine it as like your gazelle running uh, from a lion on the, you know, plains of Africa. And you can have the hottest gazelle over there um, fully in heat. And you ain't going to stop because you're like, I'm not interested in that. I got to stay alive. So like we we're like missing out. And and I think, you know, uh, Valentine's Day, we have these expectations of all these love feelings. And it's so important to realize that this is like hormone soup. And if Mm. you are feeling like, oh, man, I don't feel this right now. It could just be because there's a lot of stress going on. We got low vasopressin. We got low oxytocin. You know, all that kind of stuff. It's a real problem when everyone... It's like a collective trauma that everyone's going through right now. Absolutely. Like nobody can be cared for because everyone's just trying to survive. It's awful. Yeah. So we have to really like do the that's like self-care and not just like bubble baths even though that's like good for me i love that but like also taking care of like i saw this amazing um uh instagram story on uh from Goalcast, and it was this deaf comedian did you see her no oh my god it's so beautiful she tells this story and in it she says take your hand and put it, put it over your chest and put it on your heart. And then she says, this is who you love. This is the, the person that you have to love the most. This is who you have to take care of. And it's, I felt like we all just need that reminder right now. Like we've mm-hmm. got to like really be there for ourselves. And like, you know, cause if we look for that, you know, even in apartment complexes, they aren't gonna, nobody's there. <laughs> so we have to like this, this, what does my heart need right now? to feel safe and secure, mm-hmm. you know, I'm even in, now I'm thinking all of a sudden of that Maslow's hierarchy of needs thing, you know, yeah. that you can't even think about the stuff that's higher up unless you have food, shelter, warmth, you know, sleep or whatever it is. And so that's why, I mean, yeah. I know it gets old because it always comes back to this, but I really do feel like that that's what it's like in a challenge house. Yes. You know, cause it's yes. survival of a different kind. Um, and everyone's just totally out for self-preservation because mm-hmm. it's a game and that's how it feels now, like in the regular world and it's oh really dysfunctional. Gosh. Yeah. You know what? You, in, in how, in the challenge house, when you said self-preservation in the game, mm-hmm. also self-preservation or a preservation of their image or what their, um, Ooh, identity. Yeah. Yes. Their identity and mm-hmm. their, their role in that house. Mm-hmm. So whether that's turned up or uh, uh, amplified versions of who they are or suppressed, you know, other things like maybe a guy who's really, you know, kind and nurturing. And then he's in that environment and suppresses that and becomes more like, you know, an animal talk. Yeah. Toxically masculine. Ew. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. It's a good thing to explore, but yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think that like Valentine's day will be different this year? Because of like, yeah. you can't go out to a restaurant, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I think we have to, you know, it's the same thing we were talking about, like for clothes. Like we have to, ju- we, we have to quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have 
a focus on what's really important, mm-hmm. what the need is. I think when we get, when we're able to verbalize our need to our partner, whatever that may be, you know, they may have a, uh, based on past Valentine's days, they may have an understanding of you liking a nice dinner out, but that might not be what you need right now. What you mm-hmm. need is, you know what I need? And oh my gosh, ladies who are in uh, uh, heterosexual relationships or gay guys who are dating men. Um, uh, men love very clear instructions. I would say like, make it like, you know, Ikea catalog, like instructions, like you can't, well, maybe those you can interpret, but whatever is really good in- instructions that are like real simple. Like, what do you mean? What are we supposed to say? Like, for example, you know what I need? I need a hug and I need it to last mm-hmm. six seconds. And I want it and for real, I'm not even kidding. I want it that, and you can even be like, I want it at five o'clock today. And okay. Yeah. I'd love to do that. One of my favorites uh, that was advice given to me from my old couples therapist, you know, she's like, if you feel, um, you know, like you're missing some of that, uh, uh, validation or attention or, you know, just come up to your partner and real sweet, you know, and that, and that loving voice, I bet you want to tell me five things that you love about me and five reasons why you want to be with me and nobody else. And they'll be like, yeah, sure. Da, 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 da. And it'll feel so good. And they'll be like willing to do it. And they might even say, oh my God, tell me five things about me. And then they'll, there'll be things you wouldn't even think about. It always, I mean, I, I've, I have, I don't think I've ever had a situation where I've given that advice and they've come back and been like, well, that didn't go well. It always is like, <laughs> Wow, I can't even believe what thing. he said. And then we ended Aww. up having sex. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. So, All right, yeah. that's a good tip. Yeah, so really like, but identify what the need is first. Like, and really like take some time to like dig deeper. So if you say, I need, I just want like a, a fancy dinner out. Well, why? What is it about that fancy? Well, I like getting dressed up and I like feeling special. Well, okay, how can you take those same elements and apply that and tell him I, and be very, um, uh, specific, you know, mm-hmm. I want to get dressed up and have a dinner on not paper plates at our kitchen mm-hmm. with a tablecloth and, and napkins and mm-hmm. music and no TV on. Okay, great. We can do that. Yeah. Right. Do and, you think that a lot of women resist that because they don't want to have to say what yes. they want? And it creates what's called a double bind. Where they're damned mm-hmm. if they do and damned if they do. So if, if, they, yeah. if they don't do it, then, oh, you failed me. But if I tell them and then they do it, it's, oh, you did it just because I said that. Mm-hmm. That isn't fair. That's like we have to, they just tell them. They want, they're like, yeah, sure, I want to do that for you. Okay. And, it will, and, and you create a pattern. You create of like, this is what I like. And then, yeah, it's all good. We were having this conversation with my friend Cassie. She was talking about how, <clears throat> excuse me, her husband always gets her a card um, for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Like, I don't know a lot of couples that still get each other like a card with the gift for Christmas. And he's like, well, she insisted when we got, when we were dating that she always wanted a card. And she's like, I, I did? Yeah. And oh, she, she goes, said I did. Oh, yeah, she, she goes, know. I uninsist. You, you don't have to do that anymore. Oh, my God. So I guess it was just for that time period, but he yes. thought it was forever because she didn't say what, the six-second thing. This is what – yes, this is what happens. There's a story that was in a, a book written by my um, – the <clears throat> therapist that I model my practice after um, or my style of therapy after, Virginia Satir, and she talks about – this story with, uh, she calls it the spinach story, where this couple came in to see her and they've been married for like 40 years and they've been together. And, you know, they, after a while, I don't know what it came about, but she, he just said, and you know what? I don't like, I hate spinach. And she was like, what? What do you mean you hate spinach? I thought you loved it. You said way back when you loved this. He goes, no, I just said you. I loved it because I thought you, you know, really cared. And I wanted to make you feel good. And she goes, I hate spinach. And they both hate spinach. They've been eating spinach for 40 years. <laughs> and it was just like, so do we have a spinach situation where this is just right. hasn't been. And everything, we're like doing mind reading. And we're being like, oh, is this what they meant? No, just like lay it all out on the table. Be like, and, and I know a lot of couples that do the. Uh, um, uh, uh, Christmas card, like I, you know, and I was definitely like that with my ex, not with Ren, because I, I feel like 
you know, it's different ways how they show if you have a, yeah. a guy who, um, you know, and how you receive love. If you like those words of affirmation and that feels really good, then yeah, get your card. You know, mm-hmm. I love, I, to me, I'm like, I, at Christmas time, I, I have to have a stocking. That's non-negotiable. Oh yeah. Like, you love a stocking. I'm like, I, I don't even care if you give me anything else. Just give me some stock, a stocking with some fun stuff in it, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That's but. so cute. Yes. Well, those are good tips because I think Valentine's Day is a real um, treacherous thing for a lot of couples. Yeah. So just like I, I say, the best expectations are no expectations. <laughs> and so That's so hard to do when everyone's putting them on social and yeah, it's hard not to because marketers really <sighs> ramp up stuff about holidays. Yeah. But just like, I don't know. Ignore set them. The try to set, set the bar low. Be really open with your partner about what you want. And, you know, like, I always think, I'm like, even when it was Valentine's Day, when we were out, able to go, like, out and, like, make reservations places, I was, I was like, the, the idea of paying, like, twice as much on that day, what, it's a day. It's like, what what's different about February 14th yeah, and February 15th? Mm-hmm. It Really nothing. You Your expression of love means just as much on the 13th and 15th as it does on the 14th. We're good. So, yeah, Sarah wanted you guys to hear this interview that I did with her, like, I don't know, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, my gosh. It was so long ago. I can remember it. Like, it was, I I remember laughing so hard. What what did we talk about? I remember what it was that made me laugh so hard that we were dying about was what happens with the, um, uh, everybody tries to use the uh, chair pads on the outdoor chairs, the lounge chairs. They inevitably try to use them as pool flotation devices, and then they always get waterlogged and sink to the bottom. And seeing like a petite girl in a bikini try to fish one of those things out is so funny. I tell you, it's one of the funniest things you'll ever see. And I just have so much joy when I think back on those memories and even the memory of us reliving those memories. (laughs) It's very meta. And so we, Adam found the hard drive on which these interviews live. And I'm like, oh boy, we are going to have to start posting these on our Patreon. So I thought to entice people to dive into our Patreon, we could post a clip of it and then the rest can go on. It's patreon.com slash brain candy. And that's where like all of our reality TV content lives. Yes. And this really, you paved the way, Sarah, (laughs) (laughs) for the, all the other interviews. Yeah, I mean, you really oh, did. I, I believe that's where we it, where we uh, came up with the "What's in your trunk?" Yeah, you wow. did. Wow, that was all you. Oh gosh, thanks. I mean, I feel like it was. It, this is like a duo, so anything, any, it's a, it's like a. What do they call that? Like a, a collaborative, like yeah, a, right. a brainstorming session. Like it's a. I wonder, like, who even knows what could have happened during the interview where it would even be relevant? What was in your trunk? But. We did right. talk about that, and that was the genesis yeah. of that. And it makes theory. sense. <laughs> it has held up all yeah. these years. It really has. I mean, well, what's God. in your trunk now? I am so glad you asked me that question. <laughs> Suze, this should tell you a lot about okay. where I am. I still have box, like, we have not even officially moved 100% of our stuff in. I still what? have boxes that, and I just, because I have no room in storage, no room in my house to put anything, in this apartment to put anything, so I just rotate things out. Like, oh I have God. the Christmas boxes mm. that don't have a home now because the other stuff that was in my trunk before is now where the Christmas boxes were. So mm. my trunk is currently full of camping equipment, Christmas stuff, um, oh my definitely God. Amazon returns that have long since been forgotten in the trunk of my car. And because I don't drive anywhere, I mean, I don't right. even know if that thing will ru- start right now. <laughs> it's one of those ones that it's dies. It's basically from- a storage unit <laughs> that I pay for way too much for monthly. Oh my God, you're like homeless. This is awful. Yeah, I'm a homeless with huh? a, What do they call that? With a, Home insecure. Uh, I'm house housing insecure. Yeah, with a, with an apartment, but also with a with that. 
Wow, that does oh. like hold up. I we'll have to listen and hear what you had in your trunk back then. Yeah, ask me again crafting. in like three months. Oh, <laughs> for sure. It was probably like I'm ready for anything. Like I'm gonna go to the. I was probably so optimistic, and now I'm just like <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Food from a million years ago. Oh I don't know. God, okay, who well, you knows guys have to listen and find out. And if yeah. you want more of our interviews, go to Patreon.com/slash/BrainCandy. We have hundreds of interviews with reality yes. people hundreds guys if you and keep people keep asking they're like hey you should do an interview with so-and-so and we're like did it we did it. so <laughs> we been there done that check them out they're so 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 good i'm telling you nobody is a better interview than my gal Sue's, <laughs> and she gets everybody just like telling yeah, you know like telling Barbara it all Walters. i mean you people really cry. are <laughs> minus the minus the, uh, the uh, accent or speech and vote, yeah. <laughs> yeah so sarah paved the way and now you guys get to hear it so enjoy and um yeah we'll see you next time bye bye so basically sarah you are the inaugural guest on the, the meisterpiece and i don't know if you can handle it i well uh, you're sort of like mad i don't know if i can either it's a lot of pressure I mean, there's oh, going to be God. three, maybe four people listening. <laughs> 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 Basically, everyone that is going to be listening is going to want to know all the scoop on your challenge life. So that's what I want to talk about. Tell me how many you've done. Are you okay? Oh, my God. How many have I done? Way too many, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's the hard numbers? Well, we're looking at seven, no, six challenges. And one season in the real world, which would be seven, seven shows. That's sick. Uh, it's disgusting. Well, and weren't they all in a row? In a row. Like, like I'm sure people are wondering, doesn't this girl have anything better to do with her time? <laughs> and the answer is no. I mean, and the answer is <laughs> not really. I mean, well, I, listen, I maintain a very... Whole life, lifestyle, whatever. But when they offer me a free trip and I love to travel, and then I get the opportunity to do things that are awesome, and you know how competitive I am, Susie, my sister, and I just love to kick people's ass. So why would I say no to that? I do understand what you're saying, but this is also the only time in my life where I have health insurance. (laughs) Wait a minute, they give health insurance? (laughs) Well, if I get injured on there and oh. I go to the hospital, they pay for it. That's a good if point. Because I, like, I, I, I enjoy doing adrenaline-pumping right. activities. So when I do those at home, there's always that fear of, oh, God, if I fall and break my legs hula-hooping again, <laughs> then I'll have to pay $4,000 for the surgery to have metal pins put in my foot. But if I'm on a show and I jump off of a bridge and I hurt myself, then they pay for it. So it's like, okay, let's do this shit. Has the public already heard about your hula hoop problem? Uh, there were pictures posted on Twitter of my uh, <laughs> of my um, x-rays. But I don't know if the story was fully uh, revealed or, or laid out, I guess. Well, I'm um, all ears I and I got it. nothing but time. <laughs> so... <laughs> Upon returning from the cutthroat challenge, <laughs> after doing a lot of badass things and jumping off of really high places, I was in my competitive show-off mode and hanging out with a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. <laughs> Probably, this is not a lie. And I was hooping, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, look at this move. And I did the old skip it, like, like <laughs> skip it around your... What thing, you know, like that old skip it? That oh, we I had, know, like, skip it. Something. I was skip it, skip it. I love that thing. I think um, I got to skip it when I got baptized when I was like 10. No, like, they were great with the counter on it. And then I always had the counter that broke. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like look at how many I did. And I looked at it for like four. And I'm like, no, I have to do this shit for an hour. <laughs> I hated that. But anyways. So I was doing that, and I rolled over my foot, and I broke my foot, like broke my foot into like ten pieces, and had to 
Chem cast. And well, actually, at first they didn't put it. This is funny. At first, I just had surgery, and they put like pins there to hold everything together, and I didn't have a cast. But then my doctor <laughs> told me that I and my boyfriend at the time decided that I wasn't responsible enough <laughs> to go around without a cast because I kept on trying to walk everywhere, and then I would bump into things, and then yeah. thought I would break it even more. So they put me in a cast. I think that was a fair assessment on their part about your ability to assess it danger. It absolutely was. <laughs> it was. After like the fifth time, I, and my, when I was done, my left leg, because I broke my right, my left leg was so strong because I just hopped everywhere. But well, it was kind of funny. I had never thought about this health insurance scenario, so maybe maybe we well, could all no, take... I, I, I got it. I'm getting... Well... I am in the process of getting it. I feel like all of us real world road rollers should take up a collection and like get you some health insurance. That's so sick. Well, now that I'm going to be a yoga instructor yes. in six more weeks, yeah. I have my professional yoga instructor insurance. What that might How's that going? It's awesome. So, people out there, <laughs> yoga by Sarah in six more weeks. So I have to stay on topic because I'll lose you real fast. Okay. Okay. You will. You know me. What I want to know is like, see, here's the thing. When people come up to me, at least that recognize me or want to talk about the show, they always want to talk about how fun they're like, how, wasn't that so fun? And I'm always like, let me tell you, <laughs> it is not fun, but you seem to be under the impression that it is i know it's like i'm being pumped some other kind of like fun laughing gas that nobody else is getting the whole time like, that i'm what there what is it that I, you like about it aside from the competition like i mean i'm talking about the living okay, environment you know this is this is this is it i think a lot of it is when i'm at home here are the things that annoy me the most Susie. people call smelling the roses on a challenge is it does not smell like roses and it is disgusting like people think we live in this beautiful house and it's just so that is the that's tell them the biggest joke that's the biggest joke that's the funniest part is when people go oh my god yeah look at that house or when tj goes go back to your villa and i'm like oh villa it's beautiful (laughs) for about 5.5 5.5 seconds. Right. And then or what happens? It's total destruction. Okay. Destruction. Oh, I don't even know. It's so difficult to describe. Well, like even like the wooden... I didn't have the college experience, because, <laughs> but I can only imagine what a frat house looks like. Yeah. And what the toilet in a, And oh, not like Lord. the fraternities who like do good things and like... <laughs> you know, volunteer on the weekends. Not those guys. Right. I'm talking about the other ones. I'm talking about the ones that might get shut down for date rape later. I got those friends. That kind of bathroom. Right. So that is probably the closest to what our bathrooms would look like. And... Like, we would, uh, we would come yeah. back from, like, a one of the challenges, and we have been in the sun, like, with sand all over us, and they'd be like, oh, by the way, your plumbing doesn't work today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and this, the turkey house. <laughs> the turkey house, 
did not even have any hot water the whole time we were there. And I don't want to be like, oh, you know, <laughs> nose up in the air. But when you just finished oil wrestling in canola oil and you smell like a salad, you'd like a little hot water. And so, let me tell you, it doesn't work as well with icy cold coming straight from the tap. It was so bad. I was the dirtiest kid out there. People probably think I'm way more of a hippie than I really am because I was doing yoga the whole time I was out there and the whole time I maybe showered three times because I hate cold water. So I, just, I was like, cool it is. Well, like I'm when you, be the dirty hippie. When you, like, there's always a pool area and they usually yeah. start with like you know, a few really nice wooden lounge chairs oh, <laughs> by the end, but seriously, by week, by week two, those are like kindling. <laughs> like, I don't know what happens because I'm in bed, but something goes on where like, they end up in the pool or like ripped to shreds. Everyone will have only one working wheel left. I can't take it. I can't. It's too funny because when I think back to every single challenge house that I've ever been in, which is a lot, that's absolutely true. Every single house. Cut through. Yes. Cut through. We didn't even have a pool. We just had a spa. And we still went through about Four chase lounges. Please, I can't take it. <laughs> it's too funny. I don't know why I they cry. are the worst hit by it. <laughs> oh my god, my stomach hurts already. And see now, this is what happens. Like you're so Whatever. great that I get, I could get tricked after this phone call into thinking, boy, I'd really love to do another one of those because that was so fun. But it wasn't. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. A real quick touch on the foam mat. Whatever foam mat is on the top is going to be the most absorbent material possible. Sink to the bottom corner of the pool. (laughs) And then you're going to watch every girl try to drag it down. (laughs) Then lay on and then give up halfway through and just use a towel. I've seen it a thousand times, but it's so funny in my head. (laughs) 